These are extra breaths, coming to you straight from the lungs of Amanda. In episode 2 of Straight From The Lungs, Amanda spoke about the process of diagnosing a baby with cystic fibrosis and how to break that news to the parents. Here's more from her. If we did mention cystic fibrosis, everybody would Google it without a doubt. And you'd be wanting to say, actually, you know, just go to the Cystic Fibrosis Trust and probably just look at that website only. And then, you know, we will be talking about it when we meet and discourage Wikipedia and discourage the um, social forums as well, where sometimes it's not the right forum for new families to be looking at. The first time, you know, the family are invited into the hospital, they'll meet the consultant and they'll meet the nurse specialist, which would be me or it would be one of my colleagues if I I was on holiday and we try and keep that to a minimal really because you you know you're breaking bad news and parents will be shell-shocked and you can go into actually you know too much information overload but again that is actually directed to the response of the parents some parents need to know absolutely everything and are looking years ahead you know some people just need that here and now and really can't take on board what you're telling them at that time obviously if the baby is failing to thrive which you know, it possibly could be it might not have gained weight from birth then we'd need to start creon so that they would be able to absorb their milk and gain weight and then we would want to start the vitamins and potentially the prophylactic antibiotics but actually you know it's not set in stone that we do all those things on that first time so it might be that we'd start creon and that family would meet the dietitian and we would just show them how to give the creon and just give that patient education there and then we would give the multivitamins and the antibiotics and just show them how to do that if you've got this tiny baby it's mind-blowing and you've got to go really quite slowly with that and as for the rest of the members of the multidisciplinary team we would judge when we would feel they needed to be seen we have got a physiotherapist that works in the community and so you know probably two weeks down the line she may do a home visit and teach the family how to do physio within the home which would probably be far more easier in a way because they're in their home environment than it would be coming again to hospital so that's a variable thing and it's something that we don't feel we need to rush in on that first clinic visit. We've got psychologists, social workers as well in the team but you know I feel that they are members of the team that this family can meet when they're established within the um, cystic fibrosis clinic. It's nice to know that those members are in the team but I don't think it's essential that they see them straight away because it is just information overload and there's too many people really so I think it's just about sort of making sure that the baby is feeding well and thriving and they're confident in actually giving the creon which is given on fruit puree which is very alien to be given a baby fruit puree on a spoon as a newborn so it's getting the confidence to do that to you know draw up medication give medication the baby might not tolerate very well they need all those little tricks that we know how to give oral medication and then it's to introduce them to the rest of the team and we tend to see the babies probably weekly initially and then two weekly and then we would get them into the cystic fibrosis clinic and then still see them fairly frequently to just make sure that they're thriving and then we would let the health visitor know as well because that's an important part of that baby's life really purely for the normal milestones that that baby will be achieving the weaning and all things like that so you know that is important and it's important that we let the GP know because we need them to prescribe medication and that's new to families we want to make that sort of process as easy as possible as well and it's also about developing routines. So we say with our toddlers, do treatment with physiotherapy 
every day. When they're symptomatic, then you can increase it. You know, you cannot just suddenly start physio with a two-year-old. How would you do that? You wouldn't. It'd be bad enough if it's part of their routine and they know they do it every day and it's a bit of a battle, but you do it because this is what you've done from day one, whereas to start something. So you've got to entrench routines into your daily life. It's like cleaning your teeth morning and night. You would just do it. So we do our physio, we do our nebulizers. It's part of what we do. We don't just do it when we're sick. It's individual because some families may, in that time of red, oh, they need prophylactic antibiotics, they need this, they need that, we need to see the physio, oh, I need to see the social worker, where's the psychologist? So, you know, people might have read all about our team and want to see them instantly. And if that's the case, then, you know, you can facilitate that. So it is very individual how we break the news and how we proceed and how we support at home. But that support is there for all the families and some need it at different times more than others. And it's all about building relationships and we can potentially be in their lives for a long time until they transition to adults. So it is good that they meet and get to know the whole team so that, you know, if I'm not here, it's not the end of the world because I've got colleagues that can answer the same questions. We see families that are absolutely devastated at diagnosis, but you can look back a few years and you think, gosh, you know, they've really gained in confidence. And I think that's probably because they've got that medical team behind them. Mums worry about everything. You know, if it's the first baby, you know, it's all that newborn baby, things that they're not sure about, that is a big worry. And then you've got a diagnosis like this on top. If it's a second baby, you've got a confident mum knowing how to look after a baby, but then you've put this on top. So it just depends sort of whether it's baby number one, number two or number three, but the diagnosis is still the same whether it's baby number one or number four. But mums have got that they know the mothering skills first babies it's really hard and we are here to bat any question query no matter how small or large because if they ring me they are worried so you know it's our job to reassure really on what is normal what is not normal and what we should or we shouldn't be worrying about when I've been at diagnosis with families and you really want to take those families like 12 months on and I know you can't but I know in 12 months time they will be absolutely fine when you've seen that absolute devastation that shell-shocked and they cannot imagine getting on with life and you know a year 18 months later they've got this beautiful baby and you know you think look at you year on and I can see that with all the families really and um, so that is good but you can't tell them that at that point because the we're in the here and now and it's just devastating but you know all families are very resilient aren't they this is what we've got and this is what we get on and they're gaining confidence diagnosis is episode two of straight from the lungs which you can listen to at our website lungspodcast.co.uk